0: This is Michael Oku, and you are listening to Wrestle In.
1: Day 452. After making my way north of the Watford Gap, civilization has started to recede. The locals here speak some sort of language. I assume it used to be English a long time ago. They seem to consume a diet made wholly of brown foods. I have not seen anything living for quite a while. It was on the morning when I suppose the sun rose. It just seemed like a slightly lighter version of night. I crested the rise and saw my destination. A sullen seaside town in the north of England. It was there I would find him, hidden away in his cabin, locked away from all civilization. And there, I would force him to record a podcast.
2: Hello, Finley. Uh, I miss Angela. At least her writing was like interesting and favourable. And I just got oh, fuck <laughs> off, making fun of my place of dwelling. Well, I painted a scene that was painted feces onto the wall. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the September edition of the Tokyo Joshi Freedom Fighters podcast. I am your ever-present host, Finlay, joined by founding father and apparently aspiring writer, Mr. Sam. How are you, Sam?
1: Angela's writing is just porn.
2: (laughs) And that's what people want to hear. That's what our target audience (laughs) is. Uh, Yes, how are you? You you were absent from our last episode. Uh, I'm sure people Mm -hmm. are just waiting to find out how you've been. What your well, various I, and I, are.
1: as you would have heard in the sort of prologue I have been um single-handedly hiking fro across Asia through <laughs> the entirety of England with the aim of getting back on this podcast it was um, it was
2: a, a commendable voyage as well listen never let it be said that you don't work hard for the uh, <laughs> for, for the, the season <laughs> Yeah uh,
1: well it was a real pisser as well because when I got here he pointed out that I could have just messaged him on Discord.
2: Yes, that's true. There are there are easier ways of, of getting in touch, but listen the uh ends justify the means. Um now we almost had absolutely nothing to talk about because we hadn't watched anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Ni- neither of us being responsible. <laughs> just after you said I-, I put so much work into this podcast. <laughs> we just point out that neither of us had watched a show since the end of the Princess Cup.
2: Yes. Uh, now, listen, I'm going to provide an excuse for myself. And actually, I will start out uh, with a little experience of my own. Because, of course, anybody who listens to ChocoCast knows that I attended uh, the Eve X Move show um, on All In Weekend. And uh, I was so kind of like wrestled out by that that I was just like, listen, I'm not watching any wrestling for the rest of the month. And then this podcast came around. I was like, oh, shit, I've not watched any TGPW. Apart from um, there was a TGPW adjacent match on that card, which I can talk about, uh, which was Miriam Ashtar against Emerson Jane. Um, So I did actually get to meet Miriam Ashtar, which I think Sam has also done. So now we are. (laughs) Yes, uh... already already (laughs) have. Thank you very much. (laughs) But listen, now we are officially a Miriam Ashtar endorsed podcast. I actually, like, so when I went there, and you can listen to Chococast, which I think will be like one of the last ep- episodes on the wrestling feed to hear my full tale. But I was so laser focused on Chia that by the time I got to Miu, I was so like, because listen, Miu, Yamashita, master, incredibly nice person. It was, it was a really nice interaction, but I was like, do you ever watch somebody on screen and you're like kind of intimidated by them and you're like, I don't want to like start talking to Miu and then mess it up and embarrass myself. So I kind of just went there and was like, "Hi, Mew. It's. And I think I said like, "I think you're very talented" or whatever. And like, to be fair, she was like the only rest of there who like prompted picture taking because I'm hopelessly shy. and did not want to ask anybody for a picture. So Miu was like, "I think because she had like one of the bigger lines, was just like, used to the routine." So I did get a picture with Um Yes,
1: no, it's and... very, it's very part of the protocol. I actually. When I went to uh, Itenyon, I Shoko had to tell me to take a picture with her because <laughs> I had the—I think it was the first time I'd ever been to like a wrestling event in person. Yeah, and it was in a language that I, I did not understand very well, and it was all <laughs> so I just got to the line, didn't really say anything, and she had to like lead me through a conversation, <laughs> which sounds quite similar to your, yeah, like I had. I had paid to meet her, and then she was trying to make conversation <laughs> with me.
2: Yeah, that's the thing because it's like I don't want to go there, and then like, because I don't know like how proficient me is in English, but I didn't want to like start waffling. She's and not really good. Okay, that's good. So she's, uh...
1: no, she's um when I met her, I I did try I did a bit of Japanese, but she spoke to me mostly in English. Hmm. Um, so she she's actually I think of all of the TJPW wrestlers I've met. I haven't actually met Ito, but um, Miu has the best English out of all of them.
2: Okay, so I'm hoping like if there is a next time I can sort of try mm. to be a bit more, because it was like, I just kind of went there and she was like, I think she was very sort of um, the one holding my hand and being like, oh, hey, do you want a signed picture? Do you want to a, a selfie? Which was <laughs> like, which was cool. Um, and then yes, yeah, so I actually saw her wrestle. She As was opposed the,
1: to uh, Chia, who just like big lead you and said that. No, this
2: Yeah, Chia. I mean, this. I had a, a really touching conversation with Chia, which I I mentioned on Telegram But it was like genuinely like I think after that, like reality didn't feel real. So I was just kind of like I, I I didn't know what to say to anyone else. I should have saved Chia for last because like nothing could have topped that high of like meeting my Lord and Savior, Miss Chia Koleskowa. When,
1: when you say safe for last, do you mean like of the event or just in life <laughs> in general?
2: Of my entire funny. life. I just commit yeah. like ritual, <laughs> like seppuku in front of her immediately you say, after. Thank you,
1: thank you for meeting me, Miss Koshikau. It's been an honor. <laughs> and then you pull out a sword and stab yourself in the stomach.
2: That's going to be the grand finale at next year's. If, if she is coming over again for next All In weekend, then I tell you what, later. she
1: would she would never forget that fan interaction.
2: <laughs> she wouldn't. Um but yeah, so I uh saw Miyu Master wrestling uh, Emerson Jane, I believe, in the opener. Uh it was a solid like 20 minute match. Um I I had my there was a <laughs> there was a really cool spot where Mew and Emerson go to the outside and they do something. I couldn't tell you what that something was because I had a standing seat and everybody in front of me was so tall I couldn't actually see what was happening. <laughs> so there was a really cool spot where some chairs made a noise, but I couldn't tell you what on earth <laughs> that spot was. <laughs> That's like,
1: that actually, that again, that brings me back to like the Iten-Yun, um mm. thing where I was watching the Shoko Hyper match mm. and I was on one side of the ring at about, like, I was the second row back on, like, the floor. So I just saw them go around the other side of the ring, go to the floor. There was, like, a commotion. And then I just see Shoko hold her scooter up in the air in victory <laughs> and, like, scream. And I had no idea what was going on.
2: Yeah, it was... Um, and I think... I think Live them...
1: wrestling shows can lead to, like... Th- in some ways, much better. And in some ways... I don't know. I actually... I think that was actually... Funnier than having actually seen what was happening. Yeah. I mean, well, like it's just it
2: because this particular spot, Emerson came back into the ring and was bleeding. So it was like, it must have been a pretty, like, hitting spot. But <laughs> I yeah.
1: Love um... I love the idea that they just went into another room and you had a bang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, from my point of view, that's what it was. It was like, because I couldn't see what's happening. Um, and then, yeah, it's just really cool. Like, watching Miyu do, like, all her Mew stuff, like, in person hmm. is really cool like doing the She the does have dick.
1: um oh sorry I'm talking over you Oh no
2: it's just like but you do kind of like especially cuz like watching live wrestling um I mention this every time I talk about it like the like weight of everything just hits more it's like every like pound on the mat and every like yeah. kick just feels more it has more it's, like gravity to it
1: It's so much more um visceral like everything you it's it's weird because we watch like so many people watch like AEW nowadays and you see like the most insane things pop on TV. So now like especially compared to that, stuff like the TJPW style looks very pedestrian. Mm. And like even and especially you look at like when you watch tape of like old wrestlers and they're like doing a body slam and everyone's cheering for it, like they do in TJPW actually. Mm. <laughs> um you think oh that's that looks quite lame, but then, if you're actually in the room as these people and you see like you can feel it a lot more and everything yeah. feels so much more so it it suddenly it takes away like i think t j p w and that style is so much better live mm. because of that because it's like it removes the barrier of um having like the barrier of just watching these. Things on the screen that we've seen, you know, when you can see Will Ospreay do like the same thing a yeah, thousand es- times more athletic things.
2: Yeah, especially when you're in such like an intimate venue as well. This venue, I think that was like it held 400 people, even yeah, though you I
1: had- were in like a fucking garden shed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was in like, so there were. I was had standing seat, but I was still so close to the ring because there was like three rows of chairs, and that was it. Um, So every single time, it looks
1: like after the matches were going to be over, they're going to lead a cow in and (laughs) (laughs) slaughter it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean to be fair, like the the. Chocolate show earlier in the night was literally it was a like this small community. They slaughtered
1: a cow on the (laughs) map.
2: They they ritually sacrificed cattle to uh but no, it was like it was like this small community. So both venues, especially because like compared to the day after, where I went to like one of the biggest shows in the history of professional wrestling, to go from that to this little venue where like even a body slam, you kind of wince because you're like, oh shit, they actually are like landing on a like solid, you know, uh, ring kind of foundation. It's like every single move hits harder because you are okay. right there and you're like, oh yeah, actually like... Yeah, I mean,
1: at that bigger show, you might as well have not been there because you needed binoculars to see the ring. Yeah.
2: that's the thing, like, I, I was sat there and I was watching the big screen and I had to keep reminding myself oh, there's stuff going on underneath that screen that I could also be looking at. <laughs> oh, they're actually like... there.
1: <laughs> yeah. You were watching it on your phone, like, oh shit, hang on. <laughs>
2: yeah um but yeah it's like the the difference in environment between something like aw where it is very much just like the vibes and you're not especially that particular show the in-ring work was secondary whereas in the eve and the trucker shows it was very much like you really got like a a really good close-up like visceral look at like even like A match like Sayaka against Chi which, if you're not a Chuckabur fan, but like you don't associate those two necessarily. Well, you do associate Sayaka with hard hitting offense, but every like forearm, every body slam, like the most basic moves that you watch on TV and you're like, yeah, that's normal. It just, you feel like, yeah, no wonder wrestlers are in so much pain all the time because even the most basic stuff does hit. So, um, so that's our our, our takeaway
1: from having seen TJPW shows live is. To recommend to our audience, 99% of whom live in either Western Europe or America, fly to Japan at great expense <laughs> just to watch a TJPW show.
2: Yes, or alternatively wait for AEW to announce a massive show where you live and then. Well, it's not even where I live. I had to like travel a good distance across the country. No, yeah, I
1: I know I had to travel that distance barefoot (laughs) through the driving snow. (laughs) I Um... I had to kill my horse and sleep inside it for warmth.
2: Oh goodness me! Well, listen. Uh, yeah, so uh, was a, sneaky...
1: the worst trip to uh, Nottingham anyone's ever had. That was.
2: I think anyone's trip to Nottingham is is the worst trip to Nottingham. But uh, yeah, so a sneaky plug for ChocoCast, where I'll talk a bit more in depth about that uh, on the rest of the yeah. podcast feed. But and
1: if you're a real fan, you wouldn't listen to ChocoCast because no other person's <laughs> promotion exists in the world. Uh, yes, when Mace oh. Saruga leaves TJPW, she just goes and sits in a hole and waits. <laughs> be summoned again <laughs> nothing else happens
2: listen i'll have to let you get away with that but yes so as we were saying so we almost had uh bugger all to talk about until uh we discovered that tgpw were running a show in nagoya and for a certain type of tgpw fan myself included the nagoya shows are like little WrestleManias because they're always um well there, there were sk48 normally up here and um do their sort of shenanigans. SK-48
1: for anyone who is even slightly normal is Yuki Arai's day job, her idol group that is like an offshoot of AKB-48 which is like a terrifying monolith of cute girls in frilly dresses that will one day consume the earth.
2: Yeah, it's like, I, so as like as a K-pop fan, I'm like, I have a good gauge on, like, how that system works. And I look at J-pop and it's like, this one big umbrella under which like, loads of different, like, subsections. Yeah. I, d- I can't claim to understand it, but I'm sure. Mm. Um, as
1: someone who grew up around organized religion, it uh, has left me very deeply <laughs> suspicious of these huge, shadowy entities that command feverish loyalty from its denizens and AKB48 very much like the church in that aspect. I don't yes. think. I think you're you also know. just
2: describing like stardom fans as well in that in that regard. But uh, anyway, uh, yes. So,
1: oh oh uh... <laughs> oh! He gets the podcast back for five, not even five minutes. <laughs>
2: no, listen. If you if you're a stardom fan, we love and appreciate you. Please don't turn out. We need all the help we can get. Um, yes. He's so um, <laughs> uh, so SK48 um, uh, appearing doing the live sort of musical performance. Finally, a good musical performance in TGPW after all this time. Who'd funk it? Um,
1: uh, hang on, hang on. No, Babyface <laughs> is out on streaming platforms. It's out on YouTube
2: now. That's true. It you is. Can that's...
1: Out... you I... can't go there,
2: mate. You can't. I want, <laughs> I want to hate on Babyface, but it has... I, I mentioned this, just like a distinctly Mario Kart-esque vibe. It's the most like... You can imagine like driving around like Coconut Mall and listening to that like it's if you listen, if you listen to Up Up Girls, listen to Babyface, you cannot anybody who's listening cannot tell me with a straight face that is not the most Mario Kart.
1: I wanna say I... I wanna say this before Babyface came out, I had never listened to an up up girls song that was not immediately preceding a show. <laughs> so Babyface <laughs> is the first time I have unironically put an up up girls song on to listen to. It it just slaps. No it other word for to, to be it.
2: fair, it is pretty good And they did play it that It's unironically yeah. good it is. They did play this at the Nagoya show Presumably because being Watanabe A massive idol fangirl Wanted to put her best foot forward and, and oh, play yeah. their best song. Well it um,
1: reminded me of um, Last year at the Nagoya show When uh, S- The sort of SK48 performance Halfway through, they did like a little talk Thing where they talked about TJPW and their favourites Which is like a pretty common, like, idolish. They do it in K-pop as well, and Mm. in concerts where they'll just stop and chat for a bit. Um, And they were talking about their favorite wrestlers, and one of them said, "Oh, I like me," and she got to me like didn't (laughs) actually finish the name, and there was a scream (laughs) from the back of the theater, and then the camera just cuts to me like bawling her eyes out, Uh... and there was a. Replay of that this year, where I think it was the same, the same idol just kind of gave Miu a shout out, and the camera cuts to Mew <laughs> with like six different light sticks in her hand, <laughs> crouched down at the back of the crowd, oh. waving and trying not to cry, in full gear, like getting ready <laughs> for her match. Ah,
2: oh, bless her. Yeah, she's uh she's well into it. Which, to be fair, if I was in a situation and like. Jong Yon was like, hey, listen, Finlay, you're my favorite wrestling podcaster, I'd cry. But was
1: Jong what's her finishing move?
2: Jong finishing move. That's a good question. And I'm not quick-witted enough to kind of <laughs> have an answer <laughs> for that. <laughs> listen, if any of our listeners she, have a suggestion. Is she, is she in
1: Noah? Is she in Noah? Oh,
2: don't you ever say that again? No, no, no. She's far <laughs> too busy for Noah. She is a pro regular. She's um, a star, <laughs> <laughs> Um but anyway, uh <laughs> That's like um,
1: your cursed wish. You get to see Jung Yong as a wrestler, but you have to watch Stardom. To see oh that. man!
2: Imagine. I just want Jung Yong to like beat the piss out of Tam Nakano for fifty minutes. That'd be good. Um. Anyway, yes. But so Nagoya Show. Fetish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, Nagoya <laughs> Show. Uh, acting largely as a setup for Wrestle Princess Four, which is next month, one of the bigger shows on the TGPW calendar, and so a lot of matches on this show kind of were setting up um, Wrestle Princess Um,
1: this is what I would say is like the so uh, this feels like it's been the first live stream TJPW show in a while most of them have been city circuit shows Mm. between the Princess Cup and now and there's been a lot of frankly just filler really Mm. Um, because we had the pay-per-view event and uh, the summer party death match which we're not really going to talk about um here just yeah. because they those are those are experiences you need to live. <laughs> you can't have someone recount it to you. Yeah, you we know. wouldn't
2: do justice to, to those experiences. We're not we're
1: not, cool. not going to do a podcast where we just sit and watch along like nerds. Um <laughs> <Whoa>. okay
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're my stardom. <laughs> we're coming out firing taking shots. Um oh, but right. yeah like you you need to watch those shows. You, you can't. There's not really anything we can talk about that comes from them. They're just they're fun shows. They don't. But yeah. this I will say there feels was, like
2: there was an amazing moment where Pom Harajuku beats the piss out of Yakoda over baseball bats. So just let that be an incentive if you do want to watch the show. Oh, um, oh, because... <laughs> that,
1: there's a, um, a million. Long-time TJPW watchers going to to watch just for that moment now.
2: Yeah, if you're if you're a bitter TJPW fan, or indeed a Stardom fan, and you want to see Tetsuya Koda get the shit beaten out. Actually, uh,
1: I didn't get to. I don't know if I got the chance to recount this on the hmm. podcast before, but I actually met Koda.
0: Oh
2: yeah, you mentioned it it being at least, but not on. Yeah,
1: he was very he was very nice. He actually. So I had come, I'd stayed behind to do a signing after the show and uh, one of the rules they've got that I did not realise since in Japan recently they've pretty much removed the mask mandates and now actually I think now it's like masks are becoming much more, much less common now. Um, Up until like the start of summer a lot of people were still, like 90% of people were still wearing them even though the mandate to wear them had been removed um and tjpw still had a mandate to um to where you have to wear a mask to do the signing which i did not realize because my japanese is not at the level where i well not only is my japanese not a level my common sense and (laughs) powers of observation are not at the level apparently where i realized that and koda so one of the staff members told me, You can't get in the line. Hmm. Um, and so Coda saw this. She, she spoke to him, the staff member, she spoke to him, explained the situation. And Coda was like, Okay, follow me. Took me to his <laughs> backpack at the back of the hall <laughs> and got out his own personal spare mask to give to uh, me so that I could do the signing. That's so I, I, I feel like I can't shit talk him now because he's personally been very nice to me
2: yeah that's the thing he's like your your close personal friend if only it had yeah. been a used mask and you could say that you've kissed Koda. but um
1: <laughs> well i say as opposed to rossi Yagawa, who i did meet and did look at me like i was scum so, <laughs> i've now met the two most powerful behind the scenes figures in joshi <laughs> have. Listen, we're a and surprisingly source. i like one more than the other <laughs> uh
2: yes well there you go um so actually, um, the first match I'll talk about from that show actually doesn't really have any implications for us, Princess, but it was just a fun match, and it was uh, a six-woman tag uh, between Rika, Miyu, and Himawari against Masao, Raku, and Pon. with a special guest yeah, well, referee.
1: There were um, two other matches that were on the show that was... Yeah. Um, but that was... So that was Endo, Haru, Kaya, and Runa, and Susme and versus Shino... Which we're just not going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I will say I did. That... I
2: did watch Shizumi and Shino, and it was like fine, but it was fine in the sense that like it was an opener. It was it was nothing like. Yeah, it's, Shizumi it's did just... hit like a uh, a sort of stunner-esque ring a bell, which I thought was cool. But um... I
1: did see that. I think I saw a clip of that, and I think she just like she kind of overjumped. <laughs> yeah, like... she was. <laughs> what she Shino was necessarily prepared for what she was going to do, but um, no. yeah, like stand. That's kind of standard young young lion opener fair. It's not
2: really yeah
1: it's it's fine. And if you like those arrests you'll definitely enjoy them and Sisme yeah. always does a good match. And yeah. Haru future ace. Haru or one of the future aces. Yes. There's a lot um, of future
2: aces on, on the roster. A lot right of future now, aces. But... There's
1: about two in particular I've got currently at my ranking yeah. that I'm going to put my money on. But anyway we'll get to those later.
2: Yes. Let's um...
1: start off where I'll let Finley continue before I so rudely interrupted him. with yes. Rika, Okay. So, uh, Himawari.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Daydream and Himawari against Masao Raku and Palm with a special referee, uh, Shiori Aoki. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Of uh, SKE48. Yeah. Um, they did a similar oh. match last year. Um, so this is kind of like a nod back to that. And this was very very fun actually. I uh, yes. I really enjoyed the the dynamic here. Um, yeah, Sh-
1: Shiori Aoki now having wrestled one pro wrestling match is given <laughs> given the reins <laughs> to a match featuring Rika, Masao, and Pom Harajuku, which I think I tweeted at this at the time is like the biggest baptism of fire Yes, that yes. you can give a referee. <laughs>
2: So Possible. something, yeah, something I will say. So actually, for the first like five minutes of this match, I was like, she did a really good like kayfabe job of refing the match to the point where I was like, are Kiso and Matsui that good at their job? Because this woman is just coming in and taking no nonsense, you know, is is uh doing, doing all. But I think there was a spot where one of the teams tried to bring in people. No, I think it was Rika. Tried to get me you and him or Ari to do like the dragon elbow thing. And she, she already just kicks them out because like she wasn't letting anybody else in. Mm-hmm. Um so she was like abiding by the rules. And the, the dynamic of the match was that eventually like the chaos of TGW got too much and they just like wore her down and got her to miss stuff. And uh there was a spot where like Tom and Raku uh we say a lot about like ref distraction spots that they go on for too long. Pom and Raku had like a whole last conversation with the ref while um, Miu makes the tag, and then she ends up missing the tag and kicks Miu out. Um, it was that th- this was a-, a wild match. It was like watching the only sane woman in the ring get her sort of um, uh, slowly everything. have her
1: sanity eroded. Yeah, away from her.
2: yeah. Um, there was a spot.
1: There was a spot where she <laughs> blinded Mio. The...
2: Yeah, yeah. So she tries to take the can of spray away from Masao, and ends up just blasting Miu in the face with cold spray, which is true. Um,
1: disgusting.
2: Yes, and then
1: yeah. uh... I would say, do you how much of like um, Aoki's performance do you think? How much of a confidence boost do you get as a referee <laughs> knowing that you are uh, like you're this very famous idol? in this arena full of your fans that if a wrestler was to try something on you they would like instantly storm the ring and rip them (laughs) limb from limb like that has to Maybe that's why she was so calm and composed, was she knew she had the safety <laughs> of knowing she had these rabid, murderous dogs ready to pounce at any moment.
2: Yeah, she kind of had like her own bodyguards in the form of like rabid idol stands, in uh... the
1: form of all six hundred and eighty members of the audience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but that did not did not protect her from another spot, which I loved, which is Rika going for like the running choke and then choking out <laughs> everybody else in the ring, including uh, Shiori, the referee. Um, I love
1: how Rika has trained the choke to the point now where only she only needs to touch your neck <laughs> with the tips of her fingers and <laughs> knock you can... out instantly.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Um, and we also got one of my favorite spots, uh, which is her doing the completely unnecessary cartwheel whenever somebody tries to do a pin. Just hey, to sort of, yeah. It's
1: fla- not unnecessary. If you've got it, flaunt it. It's not yeah, unnecessary.
2: If you can flex that, then I respect it. Um, I I can't lie to you, I don't remember who won this match because my notes were not that comprehensive. Uh, it but,
1: was uh, Rika Tatsumi by way of Dragon Sleeper. Ah, yes, yes, POM.
2: Against, against POM. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I definitely recommend you watch that. Yeah, um, It's the kind
1: of match where it did not really matter who won. <laughs> it,
2: it, is yeah. quite, it
1: is just a... Great little like initiation into the this poor this poor woman <laughs> trying to make <laughs> who's trying to do the best job she can and <laughs> slowly having her world around her collapse.
2: It's like it's like the Joker one bad day comic except for refereeing. That's the uh, <laughs> that was the arc of this match. Yeah. Um,
1: with- so after the final whistle, she gets on some makeup, gets a gun, and drives <laughs> off to Barbara Gordon's clock tower.
2: God, we really do live in a society. Um, yes. Uh, incidentally, by the way, just a bit of admin. If you do want to watch the SK48 musical performances, watch it within the month because they they remove them after uh, after. It's it yeah, Wrestle Universe. Actually,
1: you don't pay enough for the Wrestle Universe subscription <laughs> to get that forever.
2: <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, next match that I will touch upon is um, a preview for the Princess Tag match, Arrest Princess. It was uh, Mates and Toga against Free Wi-Fi and Makana. So, I will actually just talk about... So, when last we left off on the podcast, I think the Princess Tag situation was still in the air. Um, So, they kind of used the circuit shows this month to... Um, established number one contenders for the vacant titles. So, Free Wi-Fi beat uh, Masaru and Shoko and Pomon Raku in the incredibly titled, by the way, first attack on Hiroshima circuit show, <laughs> which uh, is is just one of the most like I'm not sure if they knew what they were doing there, but first attack on Hiroshima is just a, a remarkable. Would be um,
1: yeah, it it um it would be quite an interesting uh misstep considering that every single. Person in this country knows (laughs) (laughs) that would be. I guess they've just never gone to school.
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe they were like trying to ride like the wave of popularity from Oppenheimer, and we like, we'll just name uh, a show in reference to Oppenheimer
1: of a very popular film in japan where it has
2: not been released it's it's a smash cult hit that's what we're calling it but uh yeah so incredible title and then uh at kbs hall we had Mates being daydream and daisy monkey at the uh i will touch upon this the show is called yuki Horai's triumphant homecoming and she lost the match she had on it which i thought was like devastating but um, um you can't always get what you want you can't um so yeah Toyo Maintenance and free wi-fi are the two teams and this was kind of a good setup for that um so i will say um as i do on seemingly every uh, episode of this podcast uh toga i love toga and i bet you love toga as well um
0: the fucking destroyer of worlds
2: she's so good it's like every single time i watch her it's like i just fall more and more in love with her cuz it's like human
1: death machine <laughs>
2: she's yeah she she has that like really cool aura of like i want to call her like badass maharo of just like kind of being a bit chill and a bit like um I say plain, but plain in a good way. It's like she feels normal. But then when she wrestles, like she has such like a a stiff and kind of uh See, I'm sure somebody more well versed in wrestling could could phrase it better than I can. But I, I love that. I, like um
1: Yeah. I feel like this is your inner Maharo fan, like kind of <laughs> colouring. You're trying to it's it's like how uh according to certain Spanish managers, everyone is friends with Jude Bellingham now. You're trying to attach <laughs> your guy to is, the Toga train because all you I'm know he's going straight to the top. All I'm and you saying want to create this narrative <laughs> that like, Toga is Mahiro's successor. This, so all that I'm saying retroactively is, people will think Mahiro was better.
2: Chris Brooks did not Deem them blue velvet without a good reason for it. This there there are vibes there. There are similarities. Yeah, because there. one is
1: one is dressed in blue and the other is dressed in velvet. There's nothing <laughs> else similar between them. No, but
2: this listen, I'm sure that the discerning listenership of this podcast will know exactly what I'm talking about. They do. They have similar tendencies. I think. I remember last month what, there was the... what similar um...
1: tendencies. <laughs> listen, one of them. Uh... <laughs> one of their signature moves is to take the other person's head off. And the other one's signature move is to apologize. What's similar tendency?
2: <laughs> I just think that they would be good friends, and I think that you are, you are being blinded by conventional wrestling wisdom. They don't have to do the same moves. They don't have to have the same wrestling style. They just look like they would be friends, and I think that's what matters. So, listen. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's like when I mentioned there was that Mahiro and Yuki my shit. <laughs> there was that Maro and Yuki Uri against uh, Wakana and Toga tag match. And I was like, listen, this is like echo fighters facing each other. They were, the... I see the vision and I'm pretty sure most people eventually will. But anyway, so yeah, Toga, super cool. We love Toga. Um, but this match Toga's really awesome. was all about it.
1: So, Toga, um, uh, that's something we missed in between the podcast is that hmm. Toga has now got her first win oh videos. that's true yeah Did we talk about yeah absolute finally hit the sort of uranage choke slam uh, which is again like <laughs> she's toga's got like three moves and every one of them is like, <laughs> f- feels like brutal in the best way possible like she hmm. does a body slam she does an elbow and she does a choke slam and all of them feel like they Really fucking hard. Yeah, so it's a very she,
2: um yeah. quality over quantity sort of moveset, which I really like. Um and she has a really nice, like a really nice look. I really like the sort of like shorter hair, the way her gears cause like I remember when she first started out, she looked she looked very plain, but now I feel like she's tweaked that into something but like is a really nice look for like a, a first year rookie kind of um aesthetic. So um but yeah, so this match was about setting up free Wi Fi against uh, Toyo Mates. And I did like the dynamic of Nao and Kamiyu being like really at each other's throats. Um, it adds a, an interesting bit of spice to it, even after the match where like Nao was getting in Kamiyu's face. It had like a. It felt like an Eddie Kingston sort of. <laughs> like how an Eddie Kingston feud would sort of feel. Um, I I feel a bit like I'm on an island here because I'm like the one person on earth who wants Toyo Mates to win because of my like shameless Maharo bias. Um,
1: it has not been a good summer for the Camu fan community. Yeah. Yeah. All it, like five of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it has been a kind of relentless barrage of people going, Why is she in this match?
2: Yeah, because like for the whole of the Princess Cup, I was like, Oh, this is cool for Camille I'm glad that she's getting the run. And everyone else was like devastated over Amiyu Wasanabe not being there instead. Yeah. And now here think... it's like the the free Wi-Fi like stands, which are like one of the most powerful forces in online TGPW fandom are like mm. gonna get so really pissy
1: when you well. powerful, we should we should like re- like put that in relation to the TJPW fandom. We don't mean they have any actual power or influence, they're just, they're just... the most deranged
2: Yeah, they're just very very loud and they're annoying. Pre- <laughs>
1: they're prepared to go to the, the furthest ends to fulfill <laughs> their goals. They're the most um, extreme fan base with
2: yes. um it, so yeah. Well it's when like... I was
1: when I was watching this match, I remember th- I was thinking back to people like complaining about Camille being these matches and going that like, she's not, she's not bad. Like she's not. It, it's not even that she's not bad. She's good. Yeah, she's a good wrestler. I think <laughs> maybe like two or three years ago, yeah, she was bad, and like she's actually said I was really bad, mm. and she's worked really hard since then. But she's she's a really she's a very good, solid, more than solid good wrestler
2: yeah i think the thing about camille is that because like a lot of her growth has been kind of not necessarily in the spotlight because she had the international princess title run and then hasn't really done much of anything since and it's only recently she's kind of had like the renaissance so a lot of her improvement has been kind of understated and i think a lot of people who aren't as into TGPW, just won't really have no So they, they kind of associate Camille with being like the Camille of two to three years ago, who was not very good, as opposed to now, yeah. where she is like very solid and, you know, a very sort of. Yeah. Um...
1: And that's the thing is that like narratives and, um, particularly in like the sort of the online fan community, narratives and ideas can form that don't necessarily reflect reality, hmm. but like. Are you know why end up being widely accepted and everything? And yeah, this is one of those cases. Whereas, if you if you actually watch the matches, I say like people watch the matches. I mean, like, if you have been, if you look at it with like a fair, I think if you look at it going in, ugh, this is I'm <laughs> if
2: you go into like open minded, I think is what
1: if you go on open minded and not with any prejudices of like Camille having been this. Very ropey wrestler, yeah. and not the, also not with like the overwhelming, you know, Mia Watanabe um, supremacy agenda of which I am absolutely a <laughs> part. I, I definitely <laughs> fanned the flames of that, but <laughs> um, then you would see like, no, she's a perfectly good wrestler, and she's been a perfectly good, um, a very solid mid card hand for them. For, of of all the people like that are those solid mid carders like Yuki Aino and so forth, I think Kimi actually might be the best wrestler out of them. So yeah. I don't um, really get the complaint so much.
2: Um, yeah, I think, I think people need to be like a bit more like uh, a bit a bit more generous. Maybe they like just a bit less like constantly kind of uh, going into I, it I like get- prejudices and. and
1: yeah, I think people uh, definitely. But anyway, this is like a bit whining. Camille is a great wrestler. <laughs> well, yes. Camille is a very good wrestler, and Camille is a very good personality. And I don't think it's unfair that she is in these positions, certainly. And yes, we are
2: staunchly you know, pro Camille podcast.
1: We are a pro Camille podcast. However, we are a staunchly anti free Wi Fi podcast. <laughs> we want this to know now. Um, free Wi Fi fans. Uh, if you want us, you can find us. We're in Cumbria. Uh,
2: oh, come on. <laughs> I don't remember where the place you live is called. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's... No, no, no. I live, I live like, basically next door to Finley. So if you go to his house <laughs> and um, take ho- take his family hostage, then you'll pretty much get us. A... Oh, oh, okay. Don't worry about it.
2: Don't worry about right. finding me. First, you go on a pilgrimage to my house and then you send rabbit free your first hands after me. Listen, um, so... This has not been a particularly good run of episodes for me in terms of predictions. I, pre- <laughs> I I did not predict the Princess Cup correctly. I was very confident in my take that I thought Rika against Kimiyo would be the IP title match, and was then proven wrong. Um, but I do just want to make a prediction here. I think that Toyo mates not only should win this match, I think they will win this match because I don't think that you have Kimiyo go on this run all the way to the final of the Princess Cup, just to then have her lose in a tag match. I don't think Mahiro has the year that she has without capitalizing on that. Um, I'm fully aware that every prediction I make ends up being wrong, but I just think that given the fact that Toyo Mates are both kind of having pretty standout years, and free Wi-Fi are losers, and they always lose, and they're useless, and never win, I just think it's a likelihood that Toyomates probably will win. And I am fully prepared for people to get very pissy about it on Twitter. And I'm fully prepared to invite Ego onto the podcast to bully him about it after the fact. Um, but I'm just sticking my neck out. I reckon toy mates are going to win. Um, and I reckon people are going to be very upset. And I'm going to laugh at them. Uh, and I'm going to... Um, assuming Ego hasn't gone into like a catastrophic depression after the fact, I will invite him on to, to bully See, him.
1: Um, now I'm yeah. in a very tough position. Because... <laughs> On the one hand, I, I very much want to watch Ego's like world crumble around him um, as he realises that that truth that we all know, the cosmic mm. truth that free Wi-Fi are losers and always will be. <laughs> um, but also the fact that you just predicted that Toyo <laughs> Mates will win makes I... me think that... It is going to be free Wi-Fi.
2: <laughs> I do worry I've just jinxed them just then by saying that. But listen, I'm I'm sticking my neck it's, out, and uh, I can't
1: and like I can't, I can't be wrong in my predictions. My ego can't handle that. I need to always be right. So I am going to predict free Wi-Fi winning purely off the logic that Finley <laughs> predicted that Toyo mates will win and therefore they will lose.
2: I, um, I can I can understand that.
1: Can, um, can we just we'll just uh, recycle this back to um, now that we've. Talked about the tag tie princess tag titles. I do want to mm. talk about how awesome Toga is again. Because yes. in fact <laughs> she was also, she was still awesome. Like she's got the and this is why I disagree with you about the uh, Mahiro comparison now. Hmm. Is that I think Toga is very very quietly because she seems like quite a quiet person, admittedly, <laughs> but she's building the sort of aura and confidence. Of someone who is like, who hits as hard as she does and has the power and the size advantage that she does. She kind of uses her height very well Mm. and she doesn't hold, she doesn't pull her punches. Um, Certainly, there were moments when she would have either, I think it was Wakana or Hikari on the ground and she would just like walk over them looking down Mm. in like utter disgust in what was like a very, oh, that's, you know you You see why she debuted against Miu all of a sudden, yeah. like you can see that influence there, and I that's why she's officially in uh Sam's two one of Sam's two future aces category <laughs> see uh,
2: i'm not I'm not beating the accusations that I'm just like latching my faves onto her, but also hearing you say that, would I be wrong to suggest sort of like Saki Akai vibes? in the sense of no, like um
1: no i don't i don't think there's any similarity whatsoever no no, no i think you're <laughs> wrong again because... i think again this is this is me saying i think they're going to be a future ace you knowing that uh sam's usually right about these things because he's smarter <laughs> than i am and going right i'm gonna try and latch on my retiring fave to try and <laughs> boost her legacy as all, this all i'm new saying hot prospect sorts to the top
2: all I'm saying is tall, confident, has, like, that main event aura. I get all those things from Saki Ikai, and I think Toga would be yeah. a, a fitting kind of... They've
1: got so much in common. <laughs> they're tall. Um, she's so tall. They're, they're also tall. Listen, like, do, you
2: like, do you understand how rare tall women are in Japanese wrestling? That we need all the...
1: I understand how rare tall people are in this country, full stop, Yes. <laughs> I have given myself multiple concussions every single day on door <laughs> frames, which probably explains some of my statements on this podcast, actually, now that I come to think of it.
2: Anyway, right. Let us know on Twitter who you think Toga reminds you of. And if you're uh, Ego, you're I'm probably sure- going to say Hikari Noah. And if you're Angela, you're probably going to say Saki Yakai. But um, and
1: if there's listen. here's here's another challenge for you. Try and guess who the other <laughs> future ace is in my head that I forgot to say the name of. So now <laughs> I'm gonna pretend that I meant to intentionally not. There say we go. That
2: <laughs> we're getting audience engagement here. We're interacting with our listeners. Um and we're we're never gonna address these points again. But <laughs> anyway, <No. laughs> they will be
1: quickly <laughs> forgotten.
2: Yes. Um so I will just say there were a few matches that kind of weren't really um focused on on this show. Um but I will probably bring this up now. I mean, so uh one of the matches that is happening at Wrestle Princess 4 is Maki Iso and Nyla Rose. So we can just kind of mention this now. Um because Ito is, is in the next match. Um this kind of I don't like being negative. This match doesn't necessarily inspire me a great deal. Um it is kind of like one of those obligatory that's us bring in someone from AW to kind of um have a guest spot. And it does feel a bit like Makito has nothing else to do. Um, So they're kind of um, just kind of (laughs) bringing her back from America to face an American-based wrestler, which is like whatever. But um, it'll probably be fine. Um, I'm not sure what what your take on it is, but...
1: I mean, it's cool to see Nyla Rose again. I assume she was lost on a desert island somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen her. Wrestling.
2: Yeah, she, I know that
1: technically she's signed to a wrestling promotion in the United hmm. States, but I never, I don't think anyone's actually like seen her wrestle for some time in that.
2: Yeah, promotion. I um, maybe, I feel like maybe w- she got. Yeah, maybe she got of... lost backstage at Wembley. <laughs> very, it was it was a very big venue. I would not blame her, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it feels like TGPW are kind of treating AW women better than AWR, which is a. Uh, I mean, listen—if they want to send over like their good wrestlers, then I'm not going to complain. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good match, but it's it's kind of a is what it is sort of match. And the reason I bring it up is because the next match were on the Nagoya show was really really good. Uh, it was Mizuki and Shoko Nakajima against one two million Miyu and, and Makiita, which primarily was to set up the uh, main event of Wrestle Princess for Mizuki against Miyu Master. Um, this a yes, very I'm- very stacked match for a match that wasn't the main event of the show. But
1: some very strong uh, like very uh, well just really quite simple uh, basic thinking here is that everyone is here to watch the SK48 idols (laughs) so we're going to put one match, the first match with someone from SK48 involved, then we're going to build up our two title matches so (laughs) that maybe they will be interested in watching those and then we'll give them what they want which is the yuki Rai wrestling but yeah i mean it makes sense that they're here it's it's yeah. the biggest spot they could do in a show that yuki Rai has to main event
2: really yeah it's it's a shrewd bit of like business and i will say as well something that maybe made me very happy is the return of maki Ito's japanese theme song uh because she seems to only ever use the english these days and i well, it
1: was i thought it was the english wasn't it it had the english opening
2: it had the English, but I'm sure it was the lyrics were Japanese. Unless mm, I just like. Maybe,
1: maybe she just. Maybe she, maybe she turned it on, or maybe your ears have gone that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe. Your I'm ears. sure it was Japanese. Your
1: ears. <laughs> Maybe your ears have just been that affected by sitting in Wembley Stadium <laughs> and he- hearing eighty thousand people go,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe I hate the English version so much I've like forcibly blocked it out of my head, so I can't compute it. Um, <laughs> but I-, I thought it was the Japanese version. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a uh, big name match, and I thought it was a really good match. It was sort of like um,
1: it's if you put these four people, you-, you put these four people in a match, they're going to deliver.
2: Yeah. Um, and there was interesting, sort of, it's one of those rare tag matches where everybody kind of has like a history with each other and like quite a quite defined history. Obviously, you've got Miyu and Mizuki are wrestling at the upcoming show. You've got Maki and Mizuki, which explains itself. You've got Shoko and Miyu. And then a bit less so, Shoko and Maki, but they've still had like big matches against each well, other. So, interesting
1: uh, as well that um, when Shoko and Miyu faced off one on one, they like the Japanese announcers said uh, past generation, like they are definitively said they're the past generation Hmm. of TJPW. So a kind of, yeah, a kind of interesting point about like the, you can't when when people talk about like, oh, these, you know, we've got the same people on top all the time. It's like, no, the promotion definitively says that these are (laughs) These are generate now. There's we're in a generational shift moment, like, mm. and things are changing all things are changing as we go along,
2: yeah. Which I think actually was highlighted by this because I do want to make a point which is that Miyu Yamashita, ever since returning from the UK tour, has lost every single match she's been in. I'm not sure if I've like jinxed her or whatever by coming into contact with her, but uh, this was you passed uh, another... on your loser
1: <laughs> energy. <too. laughs>
2: I did. I'm so sorry, Miyu, but ever no, since she came back I... from that show. Um, she has lost every tag match that she's been in, which is interesting. But
1: I know, no, I know what it is because, again, as I said, I've met Mia Master and I happen to know that when she is in the UK, she is partial to a fish and chips. Ah, so I think he's gone to the UK. She <laughs> had her match at Eve. She went straight to the chippy and she's still like, you know, that coma you get in after you try and finish one serving of chips. Yeah, she's, she's like she's... a full size adult serving. <laughs> And you're just dead because you literally ate your body weight and potato. <laughs> like, that. she's still working through that, I assume. Yeah,
2: she's still working like the curry sauce out of a system, which, to be fair. Um,
1: no, no, just, she, I... you, this is a mistake. No, she, she went to a chippy in the south in London. She did not have curry I see sauce on it. Um, we can say I... this definitively. <laughs> she went to the civilized part of England. Uh, <laughs> they I'm did still... not have any curry sauce.
2: I'm so northern. I'm so northern centric. Nothing be, like outside of like um, <laughs> nothing further south than Manchester really matters to me. But uh, yes, um, uh, yeah, So this was like a great match, um, as as you would expect. Um, and interesting in that Misaki pins me with a crucifix. Uh, yeah, with the it, um,
1: I believe the name is Aquamarine. Aquamarine, uh, like a that's... flash. I believe that's the name. Um, it's like a flash flash roll up. I thought it was going to be a full on crucifix bomb which kind of would have been awesome but it like, <laughs> kind of just stalled and they and went into a roll up. But um yeah, a really like a really cool looking move definitely. I think yeah. Um Mizuki and Me really you know, I think they they're going to try and top that um their it and your match mm. from um oh god, it's a year over a year ago, now almost 2 years now. Yeah. Um but that was, a, I mean, ev- pretty much anyone that's like watched TJPW has seen that match and loved it, and I think they're really going for they're they really going to try and top it, so that should be a really great main event. Um, I, yeah. I thought, I was quite interested in the in fact there was quite a few more Maki and Mizuki interactions, and I thought they were, like, obviously those two are always going to, you know, bump heads, but I was kind of. like, There was like like they made like Mackie got the one up of Mizuki a fair few times, um. And I was like, and so like the inner hopeful, <laughs> the the sad, hopeful fan in me was like, oh oh, is that maybe like, I don't yeah think, I don't think that's the case, but um because like as I said, Mackie's pretty much based in America now, um. Like she did give, like, a big, uh, like little Japanese translation when she came back, she ran straight to the top rope and screamed, I'm back to everyone, and everyone said, Oh, welcome home. So it's not as like <laughs> I don't think she's quite as desperate to like never work in TJPW again <laughs> as like people might have you believe, but um, yeah, like it's uh. Uh, i yeah, yeah. i, I mean, could, I'm, not could, gonna, I'm not going i'm not going i'm not going to build my hopes up on this case it, it could We're be a case gonna... the,
2: because they know they have Mackie on like a limited schedule they're trying to milk every interaction as much as they can so it's like if you've got Mackie and mizuki in the same match you want to kind of play on that as much yeah. as possible but um, you know
1: why would we want to see um like this a sort of bigger payoff between these two um wrestlers that have been telling this long and emotional story for years at this point when we could watch Maki Ito versus Ali Catch in GCW <laughs> what what the people really want to see is yes, Maki no. Ito doing the same four comedy spots <laughs> with a wrestler that is despite having probably like 10 years more experience, looks like she started yesterday. (laughs) Um,
2: Well, it's nice to have GCW legend Maki Ito appearing in TWW. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Miu and Mizuki. I think they click really well. I think it's going to be a great match. And I'm genuinely interested in like the builds to this because it doesn't feel normal that like Miu is losing every match and it's like, what are they kind of what are they going for there what does this suggest cuz on the face of it mew and mizuki is like an easy mizuki win it's just like her kind of getting the win back from from mew um but the Don't story they're telling say was, that for like...
1: god's sake <laughs> I'm oh sorry, I I keep
2: jinxing everybody. I'm so He's sorry. Gonna I'm skull, just...
1: Mia's gonna skull kick her in three <laughs> seconds and then, oh my god.
2: I'm just saying they're doing like an interesting it's like remember when John Cena lost to the rock and they did like that the worst year of his life thing, and then he beat Brock less another month after. Maybe they're doing like this is the worst three weeks of Mia Master's life, and then she comes into Wrestle Princess okay. and I beats Miz. I believe now that your <laughs> like...
1: now that your like hopeful scenario is like <laughs> Vince McMahon booking. That's. I'm just saying. It's you saw him. You saw him with the dye job and the (laughs) moustache, and now you're a big Vince McMahon fan. I knew it. So shallow.
2: (laughs) I'm a sucker for an old man with a moustache. What can I say? I'm just saying. (laughs) Old man
1: with a 1920s con man (laughs) moustache. He looks like he's going to swindle you out of a model T. (laughs) I'm just. Yeah, but.
2: It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm intrigued to okay, see. So
1: I'm just going to make a little contract between me and the listeners now. Finley, you don't have to <laughs> listen to this. You can, you know, okay, don't okay, have okay. some orange juice, take a walk. <laughs> right. Everyone listening to the podcast, between you and me, I think we're okay. If we just all pretend that he just predicted for Mew to win, <laughs> we will be okay. If n- none of us tell any of like the cosmic masters and we just keep this all between ourselves and tell. Finley wants Mew to win and thinks that she's going to win the Princess, the uh, Princess, the Princess Championship. Then we'll be okay. All right, Finley, you can come back in the room.
2: God, it's Sod's Law that, like, all of the. I'm going to come back to the next month's podcast and just be like, completely, like, sorry, guys, <laughs> I, I messed up. But uh, I'm going to have to make like a notes app apology for all the predictions I'm making. Um, but yes, yeah, so the main event of this show, very, very, very important. The swan song of the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling for EWO AA canon. It was Yuki Aino and Moku Miyamoto against Saki Akai and Yuki Arai. Um, very, very, I very d- monumental.
1: I, uh, I do have to say, okay, I feel like we should bring this up because mm. um, we weren't, we obviously didn't do an episode when this match was announced in between it happening. But yeah, um, for the final tag match between... Like, Moko Miyamoto, Yuki Aino, very... Like, I like them both. Hmm. Good wrestlers. Yuki Aino has very greatly improved, um, especially with the match against Rika Tatsumi for the IPC vote. She was really good in that. Moka likewise, has really improved, come along with a lot of leaps and bounds. Um, I do feel that for the last ever tag match between what has been over the last two years now? Year? Two years? It's only a year, hasn't it been? Feels like it's been longer. Yeah, um, just
2: over a year, I think.
1: The most prominent tag team probably in the company in that time um, outside of, like, obviously the you know, Miyu-Maki hmm. sort of dichotomy and the Mag- Magical Shibuya Rabbits like one of the, like, the one that has been built up the most. Yeah, and that has the tag division has been kind of built around. I mean, first Magi Rabbi, but latterly has been about Raywa Double A Cannon. Hmm. For their last ever match together, a kind of like just kind of throwing in I know Miyamoto. Yeah, it, it's kind of
2: weird. It very much had the favor of just like everybody's going to be focused on Raywa Double A Cannon. Let's just see who isn't doing anything right now and just put them in the match. I mean, yeah. That it's it's like okay, we've
1: got. I mean, it does say something about like the state of the tag division at the moment that um, we have going for the tag team titles. You know, free Wi Fi Toyo mates, we've gone over this, good wrestlers, Hmm. but they have not been title challengers necessarily. Like, they're not in that upper tier of the teams that you usually suspect to be contending for the title. Hmm. Um, And usually that's yeah and that can kind of be put down to the fact that everyone seems to be leaving the fucking country every like other <laughs> week um but you like it's quite weak at the moment they need to start building some people up uh, yeah you know daisy monkey would be a good, <laughs> like <laughs> they're right there. Um, I, know I, I know I've know. i hated on Sousa a lot, and I know you're my close personal friend, Coder. but I am just joking. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> um, like, Daisy Monkey, maybe some of the new rookies uh, that are no longer really rookies anymore, they're kind of, you know, possibly, they could start having more interactions. I know that's difficult, because Mocha's, like, tag team partner, Juria, was Injured for a long while and also only appears every so often, so yeah. it's kind of difficult for her to have a regular partner. Um, and also, you know, I feel like maybe the plan <laughs> maybe it was like they don't want Rewa double A cannon to go out on a loss in front of all of Yuki, right? They don't want to have Yuki, right, lose <laughs> on a show that's built entirely around her, yeah, for the same. Twice in one month. (laughs) (laughs) So um, so I can see, like, it's like a convenience thing, but it does feel a little bit of a damp squib of a... a And it did feel like that watching the show, because we just had, you know, Mizuki and me, Yamashita, two of the best wrestlers in the company with some of the best chemistry, like, giving a full-on preview for their title match, like, not holding back. And, um... Suddenly, you go into uh Raywell Double kind of versus Yuki Aino Like, it's a bit of a you could tell, like, the energy went down a little, quite a bit. Yeah, at the start like, of
2: it. it was a match that didn't have any stakes because it's like there's no personal history between either of the two teams. Um, it was very much just a kind of hmm. showcase of Raywell Double kind of, I guess. I guess, like, they just didn't want to make if they put like a serious team against them. They don't want Ray W account to lose, and they don't want the other team to look bad is like I guess the logic there yeah so let's f- a team to, it,
1: um, admittedly, if it had been like Daisy monkey or something, that would have been a better team, but it would yeah. also a have been equally as pointless and b just been Daisy monkey losing again, which yeah people would have been equally angry about, and yeah. like you know free Wi-Fi, toyo mates they've got a tag match they've got to build, and they've got to advertise specifically on this show. Mm. Um, Daydream are a little too strong. Like, Daydream aren't really going to take the pin to Raywell Double-A Cannon, I would say, Mm. if they're going to be competing as a tag team together in the future. Um, You know, you don't want it to be like, oh, you can win
2: to these
1: guys. So uh, it's kind of... it felt a bit I like think...
2: you know, when John Cena and The Rock teamed up, and their opponents were the Miz and R Truth because it's like they can take the loss and because John
1: playing... Cena and The Rock is just a ta- is just yeah. a, like patch meal team you're going not, up not... against the Miz and R Truth two beloved superstars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's,
2: it's yeah, it's like, there's only one team you're tuning in for, so it's like it doesn't really matter. But yeah. that's that's kind of what it felt like. It's like the focus of the match is very much just Ray with Cannon and their opponents are kind of.
1: Yeah. Fall, really. I think uh, if uh, Yuka Hadn't had her injury And um, that has basically Taken her out I It seems I um, forgot about Yuka yeah, yeah that's the thing Like, <laughs> Magical Sugar Ramps would still have the belts <laughs> yeah. Like um, It could have been a little different Because we would have had like Either one of three Wi-Fi or Toyo mates Would not be in the Would not have like would not be challenging uh the, i don't know there would be more flexibility i think it's really it's kind of a product of circuit it's a match that was a product of circumstance yes yeah. anything and um, that meant that it's kind of unsatisfying and a bit for a team that you know freaks like you have worked it for <laughs> so long it's uh kind of a it's a bit of a well and the match itself was a bit of a damp squid ending. We can talk about the post match in a bit.
2: Yeah. I mean to be fair, I will say just to sort of uh pull us a bit back from your sort of constant doom and gloom. I thought it was an all right match. I thought that listen, I actually oh. do want to highlight um I want to highlight Yuki. I know a bit because Yuki I know was somebody uh who I like was not high on um when I first got into TGW, but I think like her like Steady improvement, not just like aesthetically, because I love the aesthetics now of like the pink it's hair. It's the and, new like, the gear. Top. It's like, yeah. it's, it, it's really, it's
1: cool. not been a steady improvement whatsoever. It was, she got <laughs> that new gear and suddenly it all clicked.
2: Yeah. It's it's a really good gear. I love like the red trousers, the white tank top, the pink hair. It's such a good look. Like the, the importance of, a nice aesthetic in wrestling cannot be overstated. And she has like a really nice aesthetic, and on top of like her wrestling style is is really great. It's like she has a good like um kind of hoss ish style, which is really cool. And she's not. I think a lot of people were down on her because of that. It, I think I mentioned back that match against Shoko last year uh, at Corrigan, which was a bit like botchy and and not great. But ever since then, she's had like some really good positions and I thought like the interactions between her and Saki Akai in this match were really cool because you had it the kind of confident aggression of Saki Akai and the kind of confident aggression of Yuki Aino meeting each other I thought made for a really nice dynamic so it was I, I thought as a match it was it was worth a watch it wasn't yeah you know I, a fantastic like, should... but it was it was fun like
1: I should say that I didn't think it was like a bad match. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're not bad of... wrestlers. It's just kind <laughs> of like, kind of random.
2: Yeah, and, like it. it I think if they didn't announce what they announced in the post match, it would have felt a bit, yeah, But I think, yeah. um, so kind, of, uh, kind um, of like
1: because you know, this is TGPW and we are big law fiend nerds hmm. that like, oh, look at all the backstory and the emotions, <laughs> like, to just kind of have a, a match that's kind of just been thrown together i guess you could go with the backstory of saki akai having picked on the bakaretsu sisters for being short <laughs> 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 oh, i guess that would be aino's beef with that <laughs> um or was I'm that, that saki to... akai i'm not sure that was saki akai. <laughs> that was someone entirely different maybe
2: yes um i know maybe aino's just actually, got a vendetta you know, against you know, all people that, that was, a, as was, a was
1: that that would have been the perfect match for them to go out on Ray Double A kind of versus Neo Bishku Now, if that's only true, they could have. That's true. Finally, they could have made that happen. Sadly, still, I,
2: there is still a chance at Wrestle Princess, but I'm just not sure that I'm.
1: I think I think flights from France are really expensive this time. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Um, Although I think Sakisama only travels by like ship. <laughs> she would only travel by yacht <laughs>
2: you have to contact her via carrier pigeon to uh to even get a look in um but yes Rayward AA can of get the win in what it is it's a fine match but really it's all about what happens after the fact so um it's, yeah
1: it's it's a pretty like for it's a fine Ray AA kind canon of match mm. it's not really a match that you'd expect for like what was built up as their final ever one last yeah. ride for rewildable canon <laughs>
2: Uh, but then in the post-match we have Saki Akai and Yuki Arai taking the mic and I think you would know better than I do because this was obviously all in Japanese and, Okay, uh,
1: so and- I try to yeah, I am um, I uh, kind of uh, bollocks this <laughs> I it's, Japanese is hard, okay yeah. um, and what I did get was that uh, through tears Yuki Arai, uh requested to have a singles match with saki akai hmm. um and i i messed it up because i was i said it was going to be um i thought it was her last match in tjpw ddt have now announced it and it's uh the last i believe it's the last singles match for saki akai on yeah. tjpw oh, okay well uh, it will be on and they said like in the post-match i think saki said uh, i She she didn't know when or where they would do it, but uh, mm. it has been announced now for 27th of October, Corrigan Hall. Okay. Uh, TJPW nice. All Rise will be Yuki Ari versus Saki Akai singles match.
2: Okay, that's cool. I mean, I'm like, I guess I'll, I'll think about that more close to the date. But like, I'm not even, I can't even begin to prepare for how I <laughs> feel. You can't, feel you can't that. process like... it. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, it's like I. So I, I actually. Harkening back to the Chugoku show I went to I watched Cheer against Sayaka on that show and this is like levels above that it's like this is like the tag team that's been nearest and dearest to my heart for the past year resting each other on Yakai's like one of her last events it's, it's yeah I'm I'm not I'm not there there are going to be tears shed on that podcast I'm I'm sure um but yeah, really well tears
1: that. of so... laughter presumably are me <laughs> 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 laughing at you and ah, it's
2: it's gonna be to to quote Vinnie Jones, uh it's gonna be emotional. Um but yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> To uh, so yeah, quote so,
1: Vinnie Jones I'm such a huge Saki Akai fan I'm going <laughs> to...
2: <laughs> We don't know that he isn't We don't know that he <laughs> isn't uh, Yeah so that was the Nagoya show um, Setting up Wrestle Princess Setting up uh, Saki Akai against Yuki Uri. A Very fun show uh, So there are a couple matches that um, Also happening at Wrestle Princess That we haven't talked about There, obviously Gun are going to be wrestling In some capacity um, We don't know but it's going to be full force We'll have Saki Sama, Mesa and Michelle Yuka Saint Laurent and Martha. And one of the most like bizarre prospects in wrestling, we could be about to have Rika Tatsumi as an NWA champion because Rika Tatsumi is defending her IP belt against the returning Max Lee who is the current NWA world women's champion. Um yeah. interesting match this one. Um, <laughs> I'm sick okay. of making predictions. Every time I make a prediction, well, it always can I can I <laughs>
1: Say here, I think it's kind yes. of um, so but, this I I really like Maxine Paylor. I think they are a fantastic performer, um, and I think they fit TJPW perfectly. I yeah. want to just see them more in TJPW all the time. I really don't like making this a double title match because. Yeah. Just to say, like you said, you're bad at predictions, and you said about we could potentially getting a from me NWA World. We're not getting a recatch <laughs> me NWA World. We know that we're not. If you know anything yeah. about NWA, and frankly, if you know anything about NWA and the guy who runs it and the sort of some of the shit that's gone on there, I don't want touch <laughs> me within a hundred miles of that place. Yeah, um, like we know that it's pretty obvious. It's going to look really stupid when I say this and Rika wins, but Hmm. it's pretty obvious. It's like when Hikari Noah had a match with Vertvixen, and then suddenly they made it for the Defy belt. It's like, no, you know that they aren't going to drop the belt to a TJPW wrestler. Um, And, yeah, like I said, I don't want a TJPW wrestler in the NWA, so I don't care necessarily about that, but we know that this now basically means that Max is going to win the IPC belt. And yeah, that's it's... fine, because, again, yeah. everyone likes Max. Max is great. We want to mm. see more Max. But it's just kind of like, you just you kind of give the game away.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm caught between that thing of, like, I love Rika and want Rika to win everything. And also, like, she's not winning this. Like, there's no chance. It's also worth saying, as a bit of, like, a nerdy start, no IP champion has ever had more than four defenses and she's just yeah. food. So it's I, it's like, kind of where the runs tend to end. Uh which is yeah and
1: like but again I'd say like you can it's not even I don't have a problem with the decision to have Rita lose to yeah. Max specifically. I think Max as an IPC champion could be really fun. Hmm. I just don't I just <laughs> I just you gave it away Yeah, very obviously to anyone respect. who liked Pays the attention logic, but... a little more, and also like I don't want the NWA involved. <laughs> this
0: is not.
1: This is like the friendly corner of wrestling where we're safe from all of that bullshit. Like, yeah. please,
2: you know. Maybe, like, I mean, maybe we're going to get like a Tyrus guest spot on the next show. Maybe that's what they're, oh what they're building God, to. Dude. But I'm I mean, <laughs> I can only like I can only assume that TJPW think that NWA still carries name value and so by having a title on their show yeah. they'll and help. i don't
1: begrudge i don't begrudge max being proud of the fact that they're a champion hmm. um and like wants to show up but like also i that's a fucking abysmal co- <laughs> like please get out of there that's an abysmal company to be yeah. champion
2: for um
1: it's, i hope it's yeah, I hope they can. You can. You can do better. I, <laughs> like, you can do so much better than the NWA. It's
2: a rare case where you you don't want a to win because you're scared of what them are holding the title will represent. And it's like I just well, don't want Rika to be.
1: <laughs> so. Oh my god! Imagine, imagine if they drop. Imagine if they win it and then they drop the NWA belt to TJPW. But no, I'm not actually <laughs> worried about like an NWA TJPW hookup because like i know that because <laughs> i know that because things that anyone that has like seen like a headline about the nwa knows is that they don't for, confusingly for a for a company that launched a women's promotion you know, <laughs> does not seem to give much of a shit about women's wrestling and yeah. seems in fact in, in, very confusing because Maxine Paler was concurrently a major title contender in a company where the last the previous yeah. <laughs> heavyweight champion said that if someone chose their pronouns they would beat the shit out of them like Yeah,
2: this. yeah, it's uh it's
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's look, we don't we don't like the NWA as a company or the way it's around. Love Maxine Payler. Yes. Maxine Payler, you're great, you're fantastic. So I, I
2: actively feel bad that, like, Max, it's like this weird poison chalice of like, obviously, I'm sure Max is is happy to be the champion. It gives them, yeah, like, a no, platform, but, like, yeah, but it's just a shame that it's an NWA title because the NWA is a yeah. wretched sort of and again, of and
1: again like, we're not going to harp on that too long, but it, like, just from a perspective of like, it does just kind of make it obvious what's going to happen, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, um. Yeah,
2: it it would be very funny if if Rika did win, but I I don't see yeah. it happening. Um, uh, fully,
1: I don't I don't expect Max to like go and defend the belt the IPC but in NWA, um, yeah. we, because we I could don't
2: have think... EC3 challenging for a TJPW title. That would be just okay. for the absurdity of it alone. I think that would be kind of. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> an interesting. An interesting I know
1: you, you can't see me right now but I'm giving you <laughs> such a stare of
2: this Listen, you have to free your mind. You have to open yourself up to these to these things. It's a it's a shame that Tyrus has retired. Could, I will free you imagine, your mind
1: like, out of your skull <laughs> over the pavement.
2: So do you imagine like Tyrus against Mizuki in like a champion I can versus imagine, champion match? I, I can incredible. imagine
1: choking you right now. That's what
2: I can imagine. <laughs> I'm just yeah. It's 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 one of the most bizarre interpromotional like collaborations that that we've seen. But I don't. Hopefully it won't. Go I don't. Any further. That's the thing.
1: I don't think <laughs> it actually is an interpromotional collaboration. <laughs> I just think Max Max has just got the belt and it's a yeah. Max thing. Um, um, I don't think Billy Corgan is on the phone <laughs> code on.
2: Um, but yeah. So that is the um. The of Princess card. Um we'll have more more knowledge in the next few weeks as to what it's gonna be. Um, but I'm I'm excited, I'm intrigued, it's always a, a fun time. And uh yeah, a lot to uh my mind is already on that Saki Kai Ukiarai match. I can't lie to you, but that's uh, quite a way away. Um but yeah, that has been the month in TGBW. Um there has been. I do also want to give a quick mention that TGW have launched a TikTok channel, uh, so go subscribe to that where they've done like with the ASMR-ish uh, sort of like gear videos, um, and then a the skit involving Camille. So um, yeah, and I think also in between they've these done, there's episodes, been a couple uh... of
1: there's been a couple of skits that obviously in all in Japanese, so it's kind of difficult to understand. <laughs> but well, I think it's they've been building off the fact that like I have been recently keep getting sent tiktoks from people who don't watch wrestling who have never watched wrestling that aren't wrestling fans that don't know what tjpw is and they send me tiktoks of mizuki yeah. like one person one person has sent me six different mizuki tiktoks <laughs> of yeah, people, this... like, just off the whirling candy has gone so viral
2: yeah, I wanted um, to make like one, on. yeah, touch upon this, like one last point, which is that Mizuki in the past month has gone like super internet viral. There was a tweet that had like, I think over 200,000 likes of her doing the double stomp. Um, she
1: gained something like 9,000 followers
2: off the back yeah. of that tweet. <laughs> um, so that was really, that was just like, it's like every time somebody posts that one Saki Sama picture and it goes viral, now Mizuki, Mizuki is like
1: Mizuki that. is taking the reins of being <laughs> the resident TJPW viral sensation.
2: Yeah, that's that's the real uh concern. That's the real successor we need is is who goes viral every few months for the same picture. Um but yeah, so that has been this month in TJPW. Um we hope you look forward to Everything's happening afterwards. Uh, I have been Finlay. You can find me on Twitter at EFFBWAITCH if I've started tweeting again by the time this goes out. Um, you can listen if to me. If you've
1: overcome from... the shock of meeting Jacob. <laughs> <how I start.
2: laughs> That's true. You I get... went. It's like a a state of shock i've hibernated ever since
1: your Uh, your fingers go to the keyboard and just like tremble (laughs) because you remember you see your last tweet about meeting che and you just relive (laughs) that
2: whole experience nothing will ever be the same i can't live it's
1: like when you get it's like in 2001 where he goes into the monolith you just start seeing like orange (laughs) lights flashing by you uh
2: yes um sam where can they find you on twitter
1: uh, at Nambasan Reacts, I am now, uh, ironically, after having made fun of you for not tweeting, I am now back tweeting after <laughs> an extended absence.
2: It's like none of us can exist at the same time. We have to like sustain an equilibrium. Um, <laughs>
1: we're, like, we're just like Saki Summer and Saki Akai. In that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Is, um, I I record the podcast by myself and then do a northern accent and fill <laughs> in the missing parts and stitch it together in editing.
2: We can't break Kfabe this late in the game. Um, yes, uh, this has been a wrestling podcast. As I've mentioned a few times, listen to ChocoCast, which is uh, where I do a podcast with Trent and Ichigaya Jeff. Uh, last time I talked about my experiences with Chocobro in the UK and meeting Chia and entering a state of uh, just severe hibernation. Um, and we also have, uh, on the indies, Purovision, uh, Ace Techers. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you get access to Noob Japan and lots of other cool stuff. And there is an interview on the Wrestling website with Chia Koshikawa, which you absolutely have to read. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, I can't remember And we also
1: Not... Rika Tatsumi, who might be more relevant to...
2: <laughs> That's podcast. true. Listen, if I can plug Chia I'm gonna plug Chia. I don't care what podcast it is. Yeah, and also an interview of Rikototomy which is uh, obviously, for those of you who are TGPW-minded, is also very much worth a read um, Yeah, have you got anything else to plug or are we or are we good?
1: Um, um, except the supremacy of Toga
2: Well, there we go, yeah. We'll end on uh, support Toga, stand Toga, fuck the skin. Uh, I have been Finlay, this has been Sam. Goodbye and good night.